Were you ever worried that it was like laced? Yeah. And you just, yeah. You just hope for the best. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> yeah. You just hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. I remember doing a blow a bunch and everyone's like, well, who's doing it first? Jeez. <laughs> you never know. Full of Fenty. two weeks the two best posts that I ever made as mm. far as engagement to people were um, to my audience anyway was uh, stories about using cocaine in the past and so I wanted questions for the show you've got questions too but I was like okay I think um, getting like general questions I think it's hard for people to think up like when you're just given like hey question it's a lot easier, I think, to think it up when, like, think up a question for someone if they give you the topic. So I was like, I'm just going to give them the topic. And I was like, that's probably a sensitive enough topic that would make people curious, but they would never want to ask because they feel like it would be taboo or offensive. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this is perfect. I'll just get people asking me questions about this. And then we got, I got a bunch of questions and I put up the link for anonymous questions because I think, like, due to the subject matter, I think people probably are like, Curious, but they feel bad asking or whatever. So, I think that's the move. About just Protect drug use or about drug? Well, I can get what'd into you, them. What did you say? The, what was the question? Um, asked me a question about. Uh, I think I said I've been talking a lot recently about my past, my history of drug use and mental health challenges. Ask me a question about it. I was talking to your mom about your mental health today. Oh yeah, what'd she say? That dude's did crazy. No, not at all. She, well, she was like, um, she didn't know if they did a good job of helping their kids manage emotions because your mom said she didn't know she had that many emotions. Mm. And then when she started to deal with all of them, she's like, oh, how do I do this? So she felt like maybe she didn't give you the tools, but I just told her that you're getting so much better. I don't think she gave me the tools, but I also don't think my mom should have given me the tools. My Like, I have to figure it out. It's fair. It's just like, yeah. uh, it would have been, I guess she didn't, she just didn't know. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, it's definitely, it's fine. Yeah. But, like, if your parent does have a grip on, not grip, if they have, like, a knowledge on how to deal with X, Y, whatever emotion, then they can at least just give their experience with it. Right. Because it could help you. Right. My right. mom was always open, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she was always open about that stuff. You know? Fly in my face. Um, okay. Yeah. Here, Questions. Let me, let me get into Anyways, I just told her you're doing great. You might have some thoughts on these, too, because based on stuff that I've told you, you might, you might, uh, you might have some thoughts. Sure. Um, did you do anything you were... So these are anonymous, so I don't mm -hmm. know... Mm -hmm. I don't know who these people are. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I'd shout them out. Shout out Anon. <laughs> Did you do anything you regretted that does not reflect your current 
character during this difficult time? If so, how did you grow from it and move on? Wow, good question. I wouldn't say regret, but you did some you did stuff that isn't you now. No, I've have I talked to you about this? <laughs> what? I hate it when people say I have no regrets. No, not no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. No regrets, not even a letter. <laughs> no, 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 not it's not a regret. It could just be like it could be like wow, that sucks that that happened, but it ha- it's like a regret is like you wish it never happened. It's like you could it could happen. It's just like that you're just like, "Oh, it happened. Like I'm dealing with it." I look at it different. Okay. Well, I look at it like regrets everyone looks at it as a negative connotation like ooh i'm 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 falling into some uh like lower iq thinking if i have regrets and admit i have regrets it's like no you're allowed to look back on your life reflect and be like oh i totally regret that while simultaneously also being grateful that it happened you can have both people think you can't have both i think you can have both i can regret that that ever happened and wish it never did while simultaneously being grateful that it did cuz it created who i am Boom. Okay, I, mean, I should I answer just, the question. Just, what's, that? what's the question again? <laughs> Did you do anything you regret that does not reflect your current character during this difficult time? Should we both answer this? Yeah, I got to think about it. Do, what, what about you? Um, Wait, what, what do you answer? What do you... I'm is, answering the question. With for my you? regret. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Going to university. Yeah. I mean, the only positive I take out of it is that it re- it did um, just kind of prove to myself that I can do something very hard and finish it mm-hmm. um, and that I, that I do work hard. But I already knew that. Like, I worked hard all through my whole life. So it's like, because it, I don't know. I think I, th- obviously it led me to where I am and whatever. But I think that I could have used those four years better in hindsight. Obviously, I wouldn't have known at the time. Okay. Right. But it's like I it was what I got I got a degree that my parents like that I have and I'm not really doing much with it. That's okay. But I can fall back on it, right? <laughs> you can fall back <laughs> on your degree. <laughs> Classic. You can't. It's a classic <laughs> boomer sentence that we love. Don't worry, you can fall back on your degree when times get hard. It's it's. <laughs> I mean, it. I work hard, and now I have my own business, and I love what I do. So, but. Yeah. Yeah. What would you have done differently? Um, I did like college, so I would have picked college because I liked the hands-on. Mm-hmm. So even I might have even liked to do the program you did. That was yeah. You would have liked that health and fitness related. Um, and I did enjoy my like one semester at college in when I was in university and my one semester at college, um, for RMT. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would have done that. And then like, just another thing is like, you look back and it's like, yeah, I had fun partying, but like I drank way too much, mm. just way too much. We were always drinking yeah. like every weekend, you know? So it's like. I didn't really have to do that. But I did stop once I started competing. Boozing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was I competed. I was still in university, so. I got I to gotta answer this question. Okay, and then sorry. We can move Go on. ahead. Um, I don't know if I have a good answer for it. I might have to come back. I can't think of anything specifically I regret, to be honest. 
the whole thing. Buying your first cocaine in the BMO no. parking lot? <laughs> no. No, I'm trying to think of like something bad I did that I could share. Because that's what they're asking. They're asking for something like where I was like that because it didn't align with my character. Something specific. Yeah, my regret reflect. isn't something bad. It's just something that I felt like it was a waste of my time. Yeah, but they specifically asked. That's not what they asked. They didn't ask about regrets. They asked regret that doesn't reflect my current character. Oh. Uh, so it has to be something that's definitely bad. Well, I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'll come back to it. Um, let me see. What was the biggest thing that made you want to heal? From your addiction and change your life. Also, mm. think it's amazing that you did heal and change your life path. Not easy. Thank you, yeah. Anon. <laughs> uh, what was the biggest thing that made you want to heal from your addiction and change your life? I started to see, I started like seeing people that were a lot older than me that were the same level of maturity in me as me or like mm. less. And they, they were obviously emotionally stunted and socially stunted. They were stunted in like every aspect of development, I should say. And I saw it and I recognized it. I was like, oh, how this person is created is by the behaviors that I'm participating in now just for a longer period of time. So if I don't want that to be me, then I got I to gotta turn the ship around now. That's you did tell me one thing too when you were like, I think it was when you were smoking a lot of weed and you said like you couldn't tell like reality. Yeah, that didn't change. That oh. didn't make anything change. But that's when, you st that's when you quit. No. No, that wasn't when I quit. Oh. That was many years. That was probably when I started. When did you quit weed then? Two like, years ago. Why did you quit it? What made you quit that? Two years ago? Yeah. Um, I think just because it didn't give me like a... Uh, didn't give me what I wanted. Didn't wait. It, I was hung over in the morning and it wouldn't, mm. I couldn't wake up with, I don't know. Zest. Yeah, zest. I kicked the door down. Mm. Wake up screaming. <laughs> yeah, there's none, of, there's none of that. <laughs> yeah. So it just wasn't worth it for me. And that's just off like a little bit of weed at the end of the night, which like felt pretty harmless. But for me, it just didn't align with what I wanted. And I'm someone who finds it hard to wind down. So I was like, this, it felt very, good to lean onto weed but yeah i don't think it was good for me but yeah like or like a good probably like 12 years ago mm -hmm. i definitely remember for some reason i went through a sober stint and what i mean by that is like maybe a day or two and i remember the feeling of being sober for an extended period of time during the day which mm -hmm. i never had i would mm -hmm. only be sober when i was sleeping and then i remember being very confused, generally confused with reality, which is kind of like, I guess, my thoughts is it's like a low-grade drug-induced psychosis. Cause You've I, been off weed over three years. Yeah, maybe. Because we're almost three years. Yeah. And it was before me. Two, two, two years something. Um, I'm trying to think of like something else was the biggest thing. It was definitely seeing people um, older than me that were farther down the path that I didn't want to go down. But I think the other one too was like, I knew I wouldn't kill myself. So then the other option was to just keep going the same way I was, but like be too big of a pussy not to kill myself. That's how I looked at it, right? Mm. Or just completely pivot, you know? 
and like see if I could like reinvent myself. I remember thinking that. And then that's what I went with. Cause like, I think of everything as in like logical extremes. It's like, I can like pussyfoot around and like be like just below rock bottom and then live my life that way. Or if like I actually live in hell, why wouldn't I just end it? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm like, well, take the nuance out of it. If I'm not willing to end it, then I should just change it. Kind of how I saw it. Oh, um, did you quit cold turkey? No. Didn't quit anything cold turkey. Mm. Yeah, nothing. So how did you? I just started doing it less and less. Less and less. Like I remember cocaine started only doing blow on the weekends. Um, and not like only on the weekends. Like I'm sure I went weekends without it, but just did it less and less. And then big party would bring it and then would deliberately buy less so I couldn't do more. Would deliberately do it earlier so I could go to bed earlier. So I was able to like, I lived this weird life where I could like pair it with my like healthy lifestyle in a way. So it's like I wanted to go to sleep. I wanted to avoid anxiety and panic attacks. I wanted to mm. go work out the next day. I wanted to not be too hungover. So I would stop the blow, stop the booze at a certain time in the night and then drink water. I would eat decent, you know? Kind of weird, but. Were you ever worried that it was like laced? And you just, yeah. <laughs> just hope for the best. I'm just asking questions. <laughs> yeah. You just hope for the best. <laughs> yeah. I remember doing a blow a bunch and everyone's like, well, who's doing it first? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Full of Fenty. <laughs> uh, what was the next one? What advice would you have for loved ones of those who are struggling from addiction slash al alcoholism? Oh. Um, I guess first of all what people say is like it's not your fault and you shouldn't feel like you're responsible for their addiction I guess you just can just be support what would that be what would support be um, I think the first step would be asking the loved one if they need anything from you. Like, I don't think it's up to you to determine what the support is. I think you have to communicate with them and be like, even if they're not willing to give up their addiction yet, I think you go to them and you're just like, what do you need from me? Because then they can tell you if and what they need, right? So say they are trying to use less or they are trying to, you know what I mean? Like, deal with their addiction. You could go in and be like, I'm going to support them by uh, buying them AA books or whatever. It's like, they might not be ready for that or want that. That might push them away. Like, it's like, um, it was like me trying to do things for you in our relationship. Like, say, get you a gift or something. But you didn't want that. But I was me trying to show you instead of me just asking you, hey, what do you want? So I think that's the first step. It's a good idea. What do you think? Um, it's kind of a tricky one, but I think the best advice that I would give someone like that is someone like that is probably 
um, they probably are simultaneously like way too hard on themselves mm. for, with everything, hold themselves to an impossible standard. And they're probably simultaneously doing that while also arrogant enough to think that they are the main character in the universe. The this, person th with the addiction? Uh-huh. Okay. This is like, because this, this is kind of what I went through. It's like the most, the most, uh, the, at the, my worst points, it was also when I was the most selfish, you know? So it's like I was thinking about myself the most. So it's this weird thing where like depression and addiction, I think is like a, uh, I definitely empathize with people in situations like that, but there's a layer of it that is heavily self-centered. Yeah. And it's, and it can bring about this level of like subconscious arrogance, I think, where you think you deserve certain things or you're entitled to certain things or you should feel a certain way or people should treat you a certain way or things should be a certain way and all of those things are out of your control and they should be out of your control. And that's something that I think people have to get over. So if it's one of those where I think you have to pair that with like understanding that. So it's a healthy level of tough, tough love that would like explain that, but also pairing that with the other one, which is like being kind in a sense of like understanding that someone like this is probably extremely hard on themselves. Because that's a big characteristic. They're probably, they probably hold themselves to an impossible standard. And they probably have done that their whole life. So then what are you saying to the loved one? <clears throat> what are you saying to the person that's not dealing with addiction? Right. I guess what's the specific advice? Um, oh, what's the question? What's yeah, the what's question? the advice? Oh, what's the advice? Mm -hmm. For the non-addiction person. Oh, true. I thought it was for someone with addiction. No. Loved true. ones of those who are struggling. Oh, true. I was looking at it wrong. Yeah. Um, That's why I said give support. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. That is good advice. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what would you... Think... Like, so say it was uh, you are struggling with the addiction and then there's your parents. Like, what could someone tell your parents in that moment that could help them either help you or deal with it themselves. I mean, they did a good job, but it's like if someone who had recovered was to talk to them mm -hmm. about you. I don't have a good answer for this. I don't know. Okay. I actually don't know. I think you kind of kind of answered it because you mm -hmm. were like, that if, if that person's already being really hard on themselves, the person with the addiction, mm -hmm. you wouldn't want to like get angry at them. No, but you also don't want to enable. So you have to also... Yeah. There's a... You said t like a tough love. Yeah. Without there. being... It's like a it's like a tightrope, right? You're walking that fine. Yeah. I actually don't know what advice other than just probably empathizes from a safe distance as mm -hmm. best you can. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's probably it, which is probably the hardest thing to do depending on how close you are with this person. But yeah, empathize at a safe distance because you can't... You're going to get affected to some degree. Yeah. But if you can protect your energy a little bit, it's probably good for you and your family. Is you there know? is there groups for people that... That's not good English. Are there groups for people that... of For loved ones of someone struggling? Oh, probably. Yeah. So I would go to... I would find a support group for 
that. So yeah, that's a tricky one. It's like there's some type of support. Um, go back to the first question. Let me see. Answer that. Okay. Oh, did you do anything you regretted that does not reflect your current character during this difficult time? Um, like every behavior I did. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> yeah, it was all degenerate behavior. I'm trying to think of anything specifically. Like getting kicked out of res? <laughs> no, that wasn't, I don't regret that at all. I was okay. standing up for someone that was being okay bullied. So um, I totally... <laughs> That'll be a story for another show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would punch uh, that guy again if I had the chance. I'm just trying to think of things you told me. I have one in my mind, but. Do you? Yeah. Should I say it? Oh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't I'll know. I honestly don't it. know. It's like every behavior at that time was all under an umbrella of just things I regret that didn't reflect my character. Like just spending money on things I would never spend mm -hmm. money on now. Mm -hmm. Hanging out with people I would never hang out with now. Mm -hmm. Talking about things I would never talk about now. Yep. Eating food I would never eat now. <laughs> I don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, That's fair. It's, it's like you evolved in every facet of who you are, basically. Yeah. And that's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think um yeah. you just you I don't know. You grew up. That's your glow up. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely better now. Well, I think we should definitely do a part 2. And uh we'll we'll continue it next week. Can do. Thanks everybody for listening to the show. If you have any questions or comments, you can comment below if you're watching on YouTube. And please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. You can find Sam at Slays Fit on social media. You can find me at Tim underscore MSHC. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next episode. Peace. <laughs>